Every three minutes, a person in the U.S. is diagnosed with a blood cancer like leukemia, lymphoma, or myeloma, blood cancers that often require patients to endure difficult treatments that leave them feeling weak, cold, and isolated. Subaru of Gwinnett is here to help. Since 2016, Subaru has partnered with the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society, a cause the fan has been proud to support for over 24 years. And in the month of June, through our Subaru Loves to Care initiative, we're continuing our partnership with LLS to give even more to patients and their families. Subaru, more than a car company. Visit SubaruofGwinnett.com to learn more. And now, it's time for a Deep South legend that's been keeping it real here in Atlanta for over two decades. It's the Buck Baloo Show, only on The Fan. Live from 680 The Fan Studios, in the Battery Atlanta's The Buck Baloo Show, here on The Fan, 680 and 93.7. On a gorgeous day in Metro Atlanta, yeah, not so much. Traffic is back. Be careful out there, folks. Got a chance to be hydroplaning today. I saw somebody skiing on 285 coming in today. See all kind of things going on on 285. The gang's all here. We got Road Dog ready to roll today. Our producer, engineer, Derek Thomas in position. He's still limping around like he's Dylan Johnson, the running back for the Washington Huskies. Got a boot on, but toughing it out for us today on the show. As we get started, a lot to get to, man. We got a short time to get there on this show, 42 minutes of content. I believe we get 44 now here at the beginning of the year, so we try to take advantage of that. Let's get to the big take. Bucks. Big. Take. Yeah, congrats to the Michigan man. Heard that phrase a lot through the years. And I want to toss in also congrats to the Michigan woman. And the Wolverine Nation. It was a three-year climb to the top of the college football mountain. There were big wins over the Buckeyes, embarrassing losses in the playoffs, challenging times when the head coach got suspended, and yes, plenty of blowout victories in Big Ten play. Michigan is champion once again. King of the Hill. First time in 26 long, long years. How satisfying the thrill of victory must be for this proud program. Nobody has it better than them right now, as Jim Harbaugh would say. So Michigan fans, order up the commemorative footballs, the plaques, the T-shirts, and the bumper stickers. Michigan Wolverines are champions once again. Hail to the victors. They take down Washington last night. Boy, Michigan dominated early, didn't they, with that run game? My goodness, they had 200 yards. 200-plus rushing in the first half alone. Went with that heavy package, three offensive tackles, and a tight end. I bet Arthur Smith, if he was watching, enjoyed that. Bullied him around. Donovan Edwards and Blake Corum. Had some big holes that Washington couldn't do anything with that defensively. They tried to load the box. That's safety making some just terrible, taking some terrible angles. 
in some of those big runs they had. Give Washington credit, though. It was a, a night where their passing game not really in sync. But they fought and fought hard, kept it close most of the game before it got away from them late. You look at the final tally, uh, Michigan ran for 303 yards and four touchdowns. Old school football at its best. I bet Bo Schimbleckler, Bo uh, looking down from the heavens above, tipping his cap, uh, very proud of the way Michigan took care of business last night. Penix a little off last night. Missed some open receivers. Uh, it was a tough night for him. I think some of the uh, Falcons fans out there are now off the Penix Jr. bandwagon. Me, not so much. Still a believer in him being successful at the next level. So Michigan getting it done last night. The college football season wraps up. Big Take brought to you by Daco Systems Heating and Air, keeping one home comfortable every day here in the metro Atlanta area. Appreciate Daco very much. We'll see what's popping out there. Let's find out what's popping. What's popping? Jim Harbaugh announced he's going to exit Michigan after winning the national championship. That would be sort of outrageous, wouldn't it? I mean, have we ever seen anything like that? Gone. Coach wins the national championship, and he's gone. Making the jump to the NFL. Trying to avoid the NCAA and the wrath of the NCAA. Could it be Harbaugh's going to exit? You liar! My goodness, Jerome Moore would be a good guy to step in, though, if it happens. And You know, we had Mord on last week. Looking forward to having him on the show tomorrow. We'll get into more of this. But he says uh, Harbaugh's got his eyes on that L.A. Chargers job. But I tell you what, we talk a lot of time, uh, a lot of the time here on this show about how the Falcons are dysfunctional. Well, take a look at the Chargers. They're in the same boat. A lot of failure during this 11-year run of Dean Spanos and his son, John, who have been running the Chargers. And who's the general manager? They don't have one. They've got a franchise quarterback, though. So if Harbaugh is one of those guys that uh, makes a list of the negatives and the positives, I'm sure on the negative side, negative, he's going to have negative, the negative failure of the owner and a son running the show, the unknown of not having a general manager in place. But I tell you what, on the positive, Justin Herbert, ready to play big-time football under the right head coach. That is a big plus. And not a bad place to live, the best I can tell. Not that I've ever lived in San Diego. Harbaugh also reportedly interested in the Las Vegas Raiders head coaching job. You got Mark Davis, the owner of that organization. Some good and bad goes along with that. They're trying to figure out whether they want to go with Harbaugh or keep Antonio Pierce, who stepped in and did a really nice job as the head coach. Late in the season for the Raiders. They've got an acting general manager. Champ Kelly, not Champ Bailey, but Champ Kelly. 
And the Raiders, they, they don't have a quarterback like the Chargers have. But if Harbaugh's going to exit, looks like those two organizations have the leg up to try to lure a Jim Harbaugh in there, be the next head coach. So he makes his return to the National Football League. So that's what's popping, man. That thing's going on. That's popping nationally here. Got sports talk shows all over the country trying to figure out what Jim Harbaugh's going to do next. And I've got no idea what Harbaugh's going to do. He's one of those dudes that's a little little outside the box. As we used to say in South Georgia, he'd be a little bit crazy. Just a little bit, not totally, but just a little bit. Success both at the NFL level and at the college level. Jim Harbaugh getting it done last night, whether they were cheating or not. So that is uh, that's the number one story out there right now, nationally. Michigan winning the big one. And what is Harbaugh going to do next? That's what's popping. Gone. As we get this rainy, rainy Tuesday underway today. And Finneran has uh, now left the studio. The locker room show has left the building. So there you go. we got a lot to get to, man. Coming up next, we're going to dive into the circus called the Atlanta Falcons. Big press conference yesterday. We'll let you hear some of what was said by Arthur Blank and Rich McKay. And we'll dive into the circus that is the Atlanta Falcons. That's coming up next. You got the Buck Blue Show here on The Fan, 680 and 93.7. Every three minutes, a person in the U.S. is diagnosed with a blood cancer like leukemia, lymphoma, or myeloma, blood cancers that often require patients to endure difficult treatments that leave them feeling weak, cold, and isolated. Subaru of Gwinnett is here to help. Since 2016, Subaru has partnered with the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society, a cause the fan has been proud to support for over 24 years. And in the month of June through our Subaru Loves to Care initiative, we're continuing our partnership with LLS to give even more to patients and their families. Subaru, more than a car company. Visit SubaruofGwinnett.com to learn more. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. Fans, 680-93-7. Going on two-plus years, 10 to 11 here on The Fan. Gang's all here. Got that hail to the victors thing out of the way. Really seriously, uh, sincerely, congratulations to the Michigan man. Heard that phrase so much through the years. But I guess in, in this day and time, we need to also recognize the Michigan women. The pull for the Wolverines. We keep track of Jim Harbaugh. Is he is he coming to the Falcons? Let's talk about it. Going to go with that Falcons uh, talk right now. Detail. The Dirty Birds are in our blood. And guys like Buck know what's happening in the huddle. Let's dive into Falcons football on the fan. 
Yeah, who's going to be next through that revolving door up at Flowery Branch as far as the head coaching job goes? Will it be Kirby Smart? Will he take the Falcons job? Will it be Jim Harbaugh in a surprise move coming to work for the Falcons? Or maybe Bill Belichick. I've seen some of the writers talking about this. Belichick emerges as the next head coach of the Atlanta Falcons. Maybe Nick Saban. Huh? Maybe McKay and Blank get in front of Saban and convince Nick to come on over to the Falcons and finish up his marvelous career as the Falcons head coach. Perhaps Mike Tomlin... Vince Lombardi, pull Andy Reid away from the Chiefs. Can we please stop it with these names, these proven goats, these top coaches in both college football and the NFL? They're not coming to coach the Falcons. Talk about so ridiculous. It is so over the top that anybody would believe that any of those guys I just mentioned would be interested in coming to work in this dog and pony show, which is the Atlanta Falcons. Mr. Blank and Rich McKay, they've got a history of getting it wrong when it comes to hiring head coaches. Remember Jim Mora Jr.? He came in and he convinced them because he had this shopping cart full of binders that he would be the next great head coach. He's going to lead the Falcons to the Super Bowl championship. Oh, come on. Then they, the worst hire they've ever made was Bobby Petrino. He didn't even make it through one year. Bobby Petrino. Mr. Blank and Rich McKay thought that would be the perfect hire here in Atlanta. That may have been the worst hire all time in the National Football League. Now, they did get the Mike Smith hire correct. NFL Coach of the Year. Mike Smith should be on the search committee right now helping the Falcons select the next head coach. Mike Smith was marvelous, outstanding, not only with the media and selling the product, but also manipulating the dysfunction inside that building. Mike Smith, you were awesome. We miss you. Then they hire Q, master of the catchphrase. I think you nailed it. And totally blew that Super Bowl. Incompetence at the head coaching position. You got that right. And now add Arthur Smith to the long list of failures. Bad hires. Who cares? By Mr. Blank and Rich McKay. Who, by the way, fired Hall of Famer Dan Reeves. After he just a year or two prior led the Falcons to the Super Bowl. They also allowed uh, Shanahan to exit, take that 49ers job. Falcons had the number one offense in the NFL, and they pushed Lafleur right out the door and decided that, you know what, that number one offense of scoring all those points, leading us to the Super Bowl, you know, that's not worth keeping. 
And we're going to move on from that. LaFleur, you're out of here. It's the Green Bay Packers head coach now. And let me just continue by saying I really feel bad for Terry Fontenot. I mean, he's got to be the only general manager in the National Football League that does not have a seat at the table when the head coach is fired. I mean, they got 32 teams in the NFL. He's the only general manager that doesn't show up for the press conference to answer questions from the media. The only one. Now, he should have known what he was getting into. I mean, he was with the Saints. So you know his colleagues with the Saints were warning him about the job he was about to take. Don't do it. It's going to be a bad move for you. And he probably, I know what he probably told him. Look, there are only 32 of these jobs in the world. So he settled on being a puppet is basically what Fontenot settled for. So I enlightened you on the truth. No legitimate head coach is interested in taking this job. So please stop it with the Belichick and Harbaugh mentions. Now, they, there might be a guy like Parcells did a few years ago that would lead the media to believe that he's interested in taking the Falcons job. But it's only because he's trying to enhance an opportunity to take another job. So yesterday there was that dog and pony show up at Flowery Branch where Mr. Blank and Rich McKay sat in front of the media and talked their talk. I'm going to give you some of it right now. Now, Mr. Blank was asked where his general manager was as far as the press conference goes. Here's Mr. Blank. We interviewed, we actually interviewed Coach Smith first yeah. before Terry Fontenot ever met him. Um, we hired Terry, um, and then Terry helped participate in all the coaching interviews that uh, we wrong. did at the time, including That Coach would be Smith. incorrect. So they had no prior connection, et cetera, and he was involved in that, et cetera. Oh, Not solely, please. obviously, but he was part of the team that helped make Let that it play. decision. So we have nothing but respect for Terry personally as well oh, as professionally. Yeah. And the staff that he's put together. So I want oh, yeah. to be clear on that. So, oh, yeah, let's be clear I on mean, that. I, we can't have everybody here. Oh, no. We can't all have do roles that. to do. I mean, if you were at Flowery Branch today, it's a version of a personal difficult circus up there today. So yeah, he's holding that, that right. fort down, which was up there this morning, and he's dealing with coaches, their concerns. Yeah, their he did not have 30 minutes to come spend in front of the meeting. Very significant. It's not a handful of people. There's a ton of people in that building that we got to be thoughtful about. Oh, yeah. And I'm, I'm blessed having him there dealing with that while we're down here dealing with this. Load of bull. Yeah, he didn't. He couldn't take 30 minutes out of his day to come and represent the Falcons as the general manager. Now, the general manager typically in these NFL organizations do make a lot of these decisions, like who the next head coach is going to be. That was embarrassing what Mr. Blank just said right there. Totally embarrassing. All right, let's go to Rich McKay. He had a seat at the table yesterday, the team president. And somebody asked Rich if they were going for... 
Somebody uh, to be the next head coach that has head coaching experience. Listen to this. Where you look should be incredibly broad, and it should include head coaching experience. And I think there is something to head coaching experience, but it's got to be the right head coaching experience. And, and, and that is not so easy. Uh, to find, because uh, it, it's not been easy for me to find over the years. Um, but I think if you find one and you should consider it, absolutely. Why wouldn't you? Um, but I think also you have to, on the coordinator side, you just have to take your time and make sure that you're paying attention to what is their experience, how many years have they been a coordinator. There's a lot of studies that have been done on that, and I think you need to pay attention to that. So I'm not going to sit here and say that shouldn't have a prior head coach, but I wouldn't also say that you have to be, you know, biased towards it. Blah, blah, blah. What he meant to say was they're looking for a puppet that could come in and do what he's told. That's what they're looking for. Falcons press conference, dog and pony show yesterday. General manager doesn't get, doesn't even get a seat at the table. Mr. Blank saying that was a non-issue. And I tell you what, the, uh, the structure continues to be the same. The head coach and the general manager report to Rich McKay, and then Rich McKay reports to Mr. Blank. Boy, that's been a great success through the years. Now, Rich McKay wanted to assure the media that Terry Fontenot would play a central part of this hiring process. And I don't believe that. I don't believe that for a second. And that their plan, the Falcons' plan is to announce the potential candidates after they finish interviewing them. So what, they're going to come forward and have another press conference and announce who they're looking at or maybe leak it to their media members that work for the team? And look, have no fear because they're going to ask these head coaching candidates what uh, they they want to do at the quarterback position. So have no fear, man. I tell you, Mr. Blank and Rich McKay, they're going to get it all figured out. Next thing you know, we're going to be back in the uh, playoffs and knocking on that Super Bowl championship. Don't you just know it? <laughs> there you go. Have no fear, Falcons fans. All right, let's lighten the mood a little bit. Uh, we, we're going to go to the quarterback club, man. Shades, on, shades in the on. We're going to the club early on a Tuesday morning. There probably isn't one open here in the city. It is probably Steve West is probably in there. Slide over, Westy, coming in the club. And by golly, with the, all the rain, I didn't even bring my sunglasses into the studio today. Shades on gummit. in the club. And we spoke about this yesterday for a moment, and that is the Georgia Bulldogs. This idea they were going to add to the quarterback room. It was a little thin. They had some extra room in there. And as it turns out, they bring in the quarterback from UNLV. You know, Barry Odom's the head coach out there. He's got some SEC ties. And Kirby Smart and Mike Bobo able to bring in Jaden Mayava. DT Mayava. Now, there's a different pronunciation going on, too. And I that even is... wrote it down phonetically, Buck, and I still couldn't get it, yeah. 
Maiva is another pronunciation. Yeah, I saw Maiva, like you said it the first time. Yeah. That's what I saw. So uh, I'm going to use both of them just so half the time I can get it right. Like Bijan and Bijan? You know, I was looking at his, at his highlight reel last night at UNLV. And the announcers were using both of these pronunciations, believe it or not. That makes it easier, yeah. I mean, seriously. But uh, Mayava... According to UNLV, where he used to, to play, it's Mayava, but who knows. Yeah, Mayava. You know, he's from Honolulu. So, Shout out uh, to Chad. Yeah, Chad out in Hawaii, one of our big-time listeners to the show and the station. I bet he knows all about Mayava. Now, he ended up doing, doing a little high school there in Las Vegas. Henderson High School, you familiar with that? Yeah, play a little high school ball in Las Vegas. And then signs with UNLV. So he gets redshirted his freshman year. And this, this year that we just wrapped up, he started as the backup quarterback. Now, the starter gets in, injured early in the season. And so Mayava... They put his butt in there, man. They put him in there. And he ends up starting 11 games. Took over in week three. Started 11 games. Uh, started out the rest of the games for UNLV, the running Rebs. Passed for over 3,000 yards. 17 touchdowns, 10 interceptions. Now, they ran the go-go offensive scheme. Are you familiar with the go-go scheme? You know, I had to do a little research on the go-go scheme. I can't say I'd ever heard of that. Sort of a hybrid of the old triple option. You tech folks will remember that under Paul Johnson. Not the wishbone, but the triple option concept. They were using that uh, sort of a mixture of the spread and the triple option. So Mayava was running the go-go Offense now. He won't be running that at Georgia. Kirby doesn't run the go go. But uh, dude's a big dude, man. He's six foot four, 220 pounds. And it sounds like a pocket passer, right? But he's not. This guy has some mobility. He can run around a little bit. He's got some mobility to a skill set. Got a big arm at 6'4, 220. Uh, most guys do. Pretty skilled, too. I saw him layering the ball into these intermediate zones where you've got to throw it over the backers into the open area in front of the safeties. He did a pretty good job of that. I was impressed with his ability to layer the ball in these intermediate zones. But uh, here's a guy that needs to develop, and he's coming to the right place to do that because Mike Bobo, in spite of what you hear at the coffee shop, Mike Bobo's tremendous with the quarterback fundamentals. I mean, he's going to have this guy uh, smooth out the footwork where it needs some work. Footwork's a huge deal for the quarterback as far as accuracy goes. And uh, Mayava, not exactly consistent with his footwork. Also, his decision-making. You see the 10 interceptions forcing the ball into areas that can get you in trouble as a quarterback uh, that will turn the ball over. So he's got to come a little more decisive and disciplined in his decision-making. But what I see happening here is Georgia now 
They've got Carson back, one of the top ten quarterbacks in college football this year. He will be one of the top three or top five quarterbacks in the upcoming season. With all that experience that he's got, the confidence that he's got now coming off the big season that he just had, Carson Beck, without question, is QB1 in 2024 for Georgia. Shades on in the club. Mayava is basically an insurance policy in case Gunnar Stockton does not continue to develop. Or let's say Mayava, under Mike Bobo's tutelage, really develops quickly. Now, if Beck goes down injured, they've got a quarterback with some big-time experience that's been coached up, that can throw the ball down the field with all these weapons. The Bulldogs are going to have at receiver. You know they're going to throw it. Here's a guy that can spin it, make for a great insurance policy moving forward. Jaden Mayava has joined the quarterback room in Athens. Shades on in the club. And he must have a lot of confidence in himself. Yeah, it was kind of a curious transfer. Kid must yeah, like competition. A guy you like appreciate this would that. say, you know what? I, I really enjoyed playing the game last season. Being the starter, being QB1, and now you're going to transfer to a place where you're clearly the, not the number one quarterback, and you probably won't have a, a legitimate opportunity to compete for the job. Looking towards the future, he could in the future, and he's, you know, he, he knows he's going to get coached up well here. Yeah, so it's going to be a showdown with Gunnar Stockton and Jaden Mayava in 2025. A showdown to see who's going, going to be the quarterback. I think you nailed it. Not to totally eliminate Puglisi. I mean, who knows? He might end up being the guy. He's got a little head start a couple of years. Plenty on of time to get that figured out. But this kid, you know, the most impressive thing to me, you don't see a lot of 6'4", 220 guys move around like this kid does or did this past season for UNLV. All right, let's get to the, uh, let's talk a little Bulldog uh, athletics. The fan is proud to be the official sports talk station of the dogs. And it's time for Bulldog Roundtable with Buck Balloon. 25-20, far side line, 15-10-5, get in there, touchdown! Bulldog Roundtable is proudly presented by Georgia's own credit union, Georgia Pack and Load, Finley Roofing, and by attorney Ken Nugent. And that's going to be the ball game. Georgia will win this ball game. Only on the fan, 680 and 93.7 yeah, joining us on the Hobson and Hobson Newsmaker line, he's a busy man, Bulldogs head basketball coach Mike White. Coach White, congrats on a fast start. Boy, I know the fan base is really happy with that. I appreciate it, both. Thanks for having me this morning. Happy about the way we're playing. A nice little streak going, but we got a work cut out for us in SEC play. Yeah, it uh, seems to tighten up a little bit when the conference play gets underway. But you got off to a good start, got you a road win over the weekend. Yeah, sure did, playing at Missouri's. Always difficult. Uh, new staff, uh, new era up there under Dennis Gates. They made the tournament last year, and they've got a lot of excitement. That place was packed. It was rocking. Uh, we were up 17, and their crowd, I thought, did a really good job of helping them crawl back into it and uh, made it really interesting down the stretch, and we were really fortunate to come out with a W on the road. Anytime you can win on the road in this league, it's huge. Said that right, Coach. It's tough out there in the SEC. And, look, I want to thank you for uh, 
back in December, the, the family, we loaded up and made the trip over to Stag and, and watched you guys take down Georgia Tech. It was uh, great being a part of an outstanding atmosphere. I, I was sort of blown away with how outstanding the atmosphere was that night, and it really was fun to win. You guys played well against the Jackets. Well, thank you, Buck, and I thank you for coming and being part of that atmosphere because that's uh, that was one of our best outcomes uh, beating a good Georgia Tech team that had come off a couple of consecutive top 25 wins. And, again, our crowd, just like Missouri's crowd the other night, I thought was a great factor in helping us uh, secure that W. Really love seeing the student body down close to the uh, to courtside, basically. I mean, that was awesome. Well, I'm glad you liked it. I think we have a lot of positive feedback, and we're excited about it. The, the students are excited about it, and we just feel like the uh, the atmosphere has continued uh, through just you know a few changes um, to to increase and to elevate and, and again to to give us the advantage that we need in this league. Coach, your bench has been outstanding, a tremendous impact. I mean, you got you're deep this year. Talk about the impact you're getting off those guys coming off the bench every night. Yeah, as, as good a bench as we've had in a long time. Um, really excited about those guys. You know, they, they bring it every day. Whoever's number is called, they go out there with uh, with, with a motor, with a great attitude, uh, with connection, and they do whatever uh, is asked of them. You know, it's a, it's a really healthy culture right now, a healthy locker room. And uh, we've got a number of guys that can help uh, in different ways, different skill sets. Each guy off the bench is a little bit different. Our bench guys are different than our starters, and, and we've had certain nights now where our bench has been more productive than our starting five. Coach, uh, a lot of people excited about the uh, nine-game win streak you got going on right now, and I know a lot of people want to get in there and watch you, and we want to be a part of that here at The Fan. We've got a four-pack of tickets to tomorrow night's game against Arkansas. Road Dog, we're going to give those away right now, 404-231-1680, the number four-pack to go see the dogs run the floor with the Razorbacks tomorrow night. Coach, they're struggling a little bit. Auburn went in there and knocked them out. You know, Auburn played really, really well, but this is still a very good Arkansas team, um, a team that's very capable of making a run back to the NCAA tournament. They've had a um, you know four- or five-year stretch here where they've been uh, one of the stronger teams in the country. So we're going to need to play really well. We're going to need our environment to be off the charts to give us that advantage that we need. We've got to play well against these guys. Yeah, coming off the loss like that, you know they're going to hit the floor determined to uh, try to get that turned around. They, they've had a lot of success here recently uh, with their head coach doing a good job out there. Yeah, they, they really have. They've made, they've made some runs in the NCAA tournament. They've gotten there consistently. And they're a team, again, that's really capable of getting back. I think that was more of an outlier there. They're, that, that wasn't their best night. And Auburn, I thought, played terrific. Auburn's really good again, of course. Our whole league is, Buck. Yeah, what is the SEC looking like in your view right now? As strong as it's ever been. Um, and it, it seems like we say that every year. It just gets continues to get stronger and stronger. There's no easy outs. Um, there's a lot of parity, especially in the middle. Uh, and we'll be a league that sends eight or nine teams to the NCAA tournament. And we're not one of those teams right now, but depending on how we do in SEC play, uh, whether or not we can take care of home court advantage, of course, steal a couple more on the road, 
Um, if we do those things, we'll be right there in the conversation to potentially play some postseason. Well, Coach, just know your fan base is fired up. Our phone lines have lit up with people wanting to be a part of the action at the Stag coming up tomorrow night, Arkansas in town. We, uh, we know you're busy, and we always appreciate your time coming on the show. And look forward to uh, seeing you again up there sometime soon. Thanks for coming, and, yeah, please keep, keep us in consideration to continue to come, Buck. We love having you, and thanks for your time. Keep up the good work, Coach. We appreciate it. Bulldogs head coach Mike White joining us here on the Bulldog Roundtable as uh, he's got this thing turned around. Uh, really looking good on the recruiting trail with some big-time players ready to sign up and join the program. Tell you what, the Bulldogs in men's basketball, they are trending up at this day and time. Got to love what's going on there, man. Nine-game winning streak, the fifth, fifth longest streak among the 361 Division I programs out there right now. Mike White's got them heading in the right direction. It's been really fun to see. How about them f***ing All right, coming up on the other side, man, we're going to dive back into some college football talk. Nick Saban is a busy man. I'm going to tell you why coming up next. You got the Buck Blue Show here on the fan, 680 and 93.7. Every three minutes, a person in the U.S. is diagnosed with a blood cancer like leukemia, lymphoma, or myeloma, blood cancers that often require patients to endure difficult treatments that leave them feeling weak, cold, and isolated. Subaru of Gwinnett is here to help. Since 2016, Subaru has partnered with the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society, a cause the fan has been proud to support for over 24 years. And in the month of June through our Subaru Loves to Care initiative, we're continuing our partnership with LLS to give even more to patients and their families. Subaru, more than a car company. Visit SubaruofGwinnett.com to learn more. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. We gotta stay. <laughs> Got a blue show here on the fan, 680 and 93.7. No hydroplaning out there, please. Seriously, slow down, everybody. Yeah, and I tell you what, in Atlanta, everybody seems to be in a hurry. We need to be in the auto repair business. I mean, it seems like every other car I see on 400 southbound and then 285... Monday through Friday. It's got some kind of ding going on. I mean, they got some kind of... They've been involved in some kind of wreck or something like that. Cars all banged up. Looking like it played in the natty last night. And we recently... Red had a little fender bender here a couple of months ago. And so we had to wait like... Uh, weeks before we could even set an appointment to get one of these car repair shops to allow us to uh, bring the van on in there. So, yeah, I think that uh, that business is doing well right now. Everybody's in a hurry like out there. They love days like this. I almost got hit coming down today. Some woman and one of these little smaller SUVs decided she was going to come over and cut in front of me in my lane, even though there wasn't space to do it. And, boy, I laid on that horn hard. And then she uh, she accelerated and got it the heck on out of there. 
hydroplaning and just craziness out there, man. That's what it is. Absolutely crazy. All right, college football, man. Let's dive right back in. Got some news coming out of Alabama. As Coach O used to call him. He's probably still calling him that. Alabama. Nick Saban, no plans to retire. His daughter looks like she's had that right. Right? He continues to recruit and manipulate the transfer portal. Looks like he's getting ready to coach in 2024. But he's going to be, you know, Nick Saban. Uh, one thing's a guarantee for Nick Saban at Alabama. There's a guarantee with the GOAT over there in Tuscaloosa. And that is that every single offseason, when the season ends, you know what Nick Saban's got to do? He's got to hire new coordinators. And this year won't be any different. The trend continues. Defensive coordinator Kevin Steele. Gone. Retiring. He's going to be 66 in March, and he wants to work on his golf game. Wants to cut that handicap down to single digits. The recruiting has worn him out. He's still a little dizzy from all those shifts and motions that Sharon Moore and Michigan were throwing at him out there at the Rose Bowl national semifinal game. Steele said, you know what? I think I've had enough. Coach, I'm, I'm going to retire. I'm stepping away. And Nick Saban thought, you know, I sort of, when I hired Steele, I knew it was going to be a short-term deal. So I bet Nick's got a, he's got him an A-list as far as the defensive coordinators go in his back pocket. And one of those names on the list is DJ Durkin who was the Texas A&M defensive coordinator last season. You might remember D.J. Durkin. He was the head coach at Maryland when they had that toxic culture. Remember the kid died in one of those conditioning drills that was over the top. He was yelling and screaming at the kids, pushing them to the limit. The kid passed away. Well, that's going to be a red flag on Durkin for the rest of his career. And I'm sure it's something he regrets. Wouldn't you? Uh, he might end up being the new Alabama defensive coordinator. And I'll tell you what, I bet Nick Saban in these interviews that he has with the candidates to be the new defensive coordinator for the Alabama Crimson Tide defense, I bet he's going to ask what, what they would have done against Michigan in the national semifinal when they were doing all that shifting and changing formations. And the Alabama defense was so confused, especially in the secondary, on, on who to cover. And looking for a correct answer from some of these candidates. He's also got to hire an outside linebacker coach and also a wide receiver coach. So Nick Saban, man, the trend continues for the GOAT. Season ends, it's time to go through the interview process. Because all these coaches want to go and coach for Saban so they can put it on the resume and uh, help them uh, get a bigger and better job. Hey, man, I was with Nick Saban over at Alabama. And I've got the blueprint to success. 
So you need to hire me. Got all the answers on how Nick Saban went about his business. Hey, it worked for Kirby Smart, didn't it? Kirby's done really well. Coming off that tenure as Nick Saban's defensive coordinator. I think he was the best defensive coordinator Nick Saban's ever had. Not only with the X's and O's, but also the recruiting side of it. There's one coach that Nick Saban respects. Let me tell you, it's Kirby Smart. Thank you, bud. Keep up the good work, Kirby. That college playoff committee should be ashamed playing politics and keeping Georgia out of the 14 playoff. I think you nailed it. I think I'm almost over that. Almost. Not quite, but almost. All right, so that's that. My goodness, it's time for the final word already. Time for the final word. Brought to you by Howard Brothers. Keeping Georgia green since 1955. Yes, sir. 1955, brother. All right, in uh, NFL 2024 draft, and uh, looking through the mocks, are you mocking me? Looking through the mock drafts because the Falcons have the number eight pick in the first round. Falcons are going to be looking for a new quarterback, and this is the year to be looking for a new quarterback in the NFL draft. Now, the Bears have the first pick. And I'm going to go out on a limb, and today I'm going to say that the Bears will decide to keep Justin Fields as their quarterback. So the Bears are going to trade out of that number one pick. I think the Commanders would probably be interested in moving from number two to number one. And the Commanders would take USC quarterback Caleb Williams. Bears would slide back to the second spot. And probably take uh, the most talented player in the draft in Marvin Harrison Jr. Give Justin Fields a legitimate target to get the ball to moving forward. Patriots sit there at three. And I believe they would go with Drake May. May would probably remind them of Tom Brady. Remember him? I mean, May walks in the room. They go, hey, man, he reminds us of Brady. I think the Patriots take Drake May at three. Arizona Car Phoenix Cardinals, as I call them, at number four. They've got a quarterback. So they think they pass on Jaden Daniels right there. Falcons, what I'm getting to, if the Falcons are set on getting Jaden Daniels, the Giants are sitting at six, and I believe the Giants would take him. Chargers don't need him. They sit at five. So the Falcons, I hope, are already working on the San Diego Chargers to get to that number five spot to take Jaden Daniels. Got to move up to five to get him. And that's the uh, final word today on the show. We'll do a lot more of the mock drafting thing moving forward. If the Falcons want Jaden Daniels. Looks like they got to get up to five to get him. All right, that's going to do it for my show. We appreciate you hanging out and listening to the show and appreciate your loyalty and all that good stuff. We're going to do it again tomorrow. Mort will be with me. We'll ask Mort what he thinks about Fields and the Bears and what's going to happen there and what Harbaugh is going to do. 
So hope you'll join me tomorrow. That's going to do it for my show. Nick and Chris are coming up next. Stay tuned for them here on The Fan. Thank you, bud. Every three minutes, a person in the U.S. is diagnosed with a blood cancer like leukemia, lymphoma, or myeloma, blood cancers that often require patients to endure difficult treatments that leave them feeling weak, cold, and isolated. Subaru of Gwinnett is here to help. Since 2016, Subaru has partnered with the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society, a cause the fan has been proud to support for over 24 years. And in the month of June through our Subaru Loves to Care initiative, we're continuing our partnership with LLS to give even more to patients and their families. Subaru, more than a car company, visit Subaru of Gwinnett. To learn more. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save and save and win. Camp Margaritaville RV Resort, where you can just breathe in and breathe out. <sighs> or move. There's biking, boating, arcade games, hiking, nearby golfing. Or fly through the new Fins Up Water Park. Thrills, chills, twists, and turns. This could be you. Camp Margaritaville at Lanier Islands. An easy one-hour drive from Atlanta. Book your stay today at Camp Margaritaville Lanier Islands.com.